views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. The following audio is via a Skype call. Let's talk about your juicy love with me, Luna Drake. We explore relationships, dating, sacred union, communication, conscious love, healthy boundaries, and much more. As a dating and relationship coach for over five years, with a background in shamanic healing and metaphysical work, I've helped men and women, young and old, from all walks of life. My mission is to increase peace, joy, and love on planet Earth. So listen in and stay juicy. Oh, yeah, that's what we're doing today. I'm Dr. Pat. Guess who I'm here with? Una <laughs> Drake. Awesome, Una. Glad to be here. All right. You picked, you picked a big topic for today, right? We're yeah. talking about navigating non-traditional relationships. So let's start out with the definition. How do you define non-traditional relationships? And and tell us a little bit about why this topic came to you. Sure. Yeah, well, I guess for our purposes right now, I would define a non-traditional relationship as anything outside of, you know, one man, one woman, mm-hmm. kind of the the archetypical kind of classic kind of marriage relationship. Mm-hmm. Um as as our current society understands it. Right. <laughs> um, for the most part. <laughs> um, and, and uh, you know, but the fact is, is that that doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not, uh, it's not realistic for everybody. And um, it doesn't have to. So what I think of, you know, relationships really exist within what I call an ecology of connection. Mm-hmm. And, I think a lot of people in our in our culture feel isolated and they really want connection, but maybe for whatever reason they've had a hard time finding that connection that that makes them feel connected. <laughs> so um I think a, a big part of it is finding the a tribe that works for them, you know, finding a, a tribe that they can really feel like they have a lot in common with, and then finding a relationship model within that tribe or that community that will give them that sense of community and connection that everybody craves, you know, everybody needs that. Yeah. Uh, There's a book that I was reading. It just came out and, uh, and uh, it's, I think it's called, boy, I don't want to mess this up. uh, The anatomy of loneliness. Mm. And when I hear you talk about tribe community, I think about how many opportunities there are for that and how little people know how to navigate in those waters. And that's really what you're talking about today, how to navigate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I think when a lot of people, um, maybe, you know, a traditional relationship is not going to work for them or hasn't worked for them, or they realize that that's not a path that's that's really going to give them the fulfillment that they're looking for. Sometimes, sometimes people give up on trying to find community or find a relationship or relationship model that's going to give them that 
that's going to take them out of feeling isolated. And I think that everybody has a right to feel loved and connected with other human beings in a really, you know, loving, supportive way. And that could look different for different people, you know. So it's a matter of finding that that community and connection that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Well, let's name some of these because you have a list that you put together. Uh, sure. The yeah. definition, you know, there, we know the definition of traditional marriage. And yeah. clearly we're talking marriage. A man and a woman goes and gets married. That's <laughs> right. that. But what are some of the other relationships that people may or may not have heard of that fall into this non-traditional role? Sure. Well, I mean, historically, like even in the Bible, I mean, there was, you know, a polygamy model was very common, you know, like one man and multiple women. And that's still practiced commonly in quite a few places around the world. Um, But there's also polyandry, which is like one woman and multiple men which is, has been historically less common, but it is still, it is practiced some places. And there's obviously there's, you know, gay or lesbian relationships. I mean, not uncommon by any means, you know, and thankfully, you know, legal, uh, you know, in the United States, finally. Um, then, you know, you could also say age gap relationships. This is what I just talked about, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago on my podcast, uh, you know, say like an older woman and a younger man, or it could be, you know, an older man and a younger woman, you know, uh, those are, you know, it could still be one man and one woman, but, uh, or it could be two women or two men, you know, that just have say like, um, a larger age gap than is typically than most people consider common or, or quote normal. You know, some people feel, um, I don't know, some people might not consider that as a possibility, but Hey, if it works, it works. Uh, then, of course, you know, open relationships. And, and open relationships is a very broad category. Um, it just means uh, non-monogamous. Uh, but ethical non-monogamy covers a lot of ground. Everything from, like, swinging to um, uh, polyamory, uh, you know. And uh, there can be many, many different kind of flavors of, mm-hmm. of uh, ethical non-monogamy. So well, people just, may not know what you mean by these terms. Let's let, please. What I think is important is really to describe what we're talking about, because I think we have a lot of terminologies for things. And when we strip away the language, we find that there are a lot of people living this way. Yeah. yeah. Way so let's strip away. The, uh, let's strip this away for a little bit and let's talk about it. You know, there is also a non-traditional relationship. And that is a man and a woman gets married and one or the other cheats on the other and they still call themselves married. I don't I I know there's a term for that that I'm not going to use. But can you describe what these look like? Uh, What the uh, open various forms of open relationship look like? Is that what you're asking? Okay. yeah, sure. Um, Well, obviously, I mean. I'm not going to get into cheating because a lot of people do cheat. It's way more common than I think most people realize. But what I want to talk about is open relationships that are open. They're non-monogamous, but done in a above board ethical way. You know, and I'm not the person who came up with the term ethical non-monogamy, but um, basically uh, just long-term monogamy doesn't work for quite a few people. And, um, so 
basically some people do swinging, you know, which is typically done in a couple, like a couple goes to, I don't know, swinging parties or different situations where they connect with other couples who are all consensually non-monogamous. And that can be done in, you know, many different, many different kind of forms, but it's done as a couple. And it's typically, it's just for, it's like, it's more about um, the sexual experiences and not building, not necessarily building long-term individual like mm-hmm. relationships, like emotionally mm-hmm. based relationships over time, that more is the territory of polyamory. Polyamory, it means like many loves. And I, um, and it's means like loving, like a, an emotional, like an ongoing, like more relationship uh, over time. Yeah. That can involve sexual, you know, sexual connection or mm-hmm. sometimes may not. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, both partners in a primary relationship may have other partners or maybe one does with the full, you know, knowledge and support of the other one. You know, in some cases, um, say one partner might have a medical condition, um, where they just maybe sex is painful for them or they just don't have a sex drive or, um, in one one person that I talked to in a situation like this, um, his wife was, uh, just, just had a, some long-term situations where they were happily married. They both supported each other and, mm-hmm. but, uh, she just was not interested in sex for some medical reasons. Yeah. And uh, so he, you know, pursued other, um, ethically pursued other, you know, connections and, and, and sex outside of the relationship with her support. Um, you know, in, in other cases, uh, say one partner has particular kinks or some uh, particular things that they're looking for on a regular basis that their primary partner can't provide or doesn't want to provide. Yeah. It is okay with them seeking that and getting it outside of the relationship within stated parameters. Most people yeah. who are polyamorous have particular parameters and agreements around what's okay and what's not okay. Yeah. And, and a lot of times that does need to, that that's negotiated. It may need to be renegotiated. That's just part of the process. Yeah. I, I think what I'm really struck by about all of this is that I'm older than you and, and probably older than a lot of the folks listening. So do you remember back in the day, Una, like, uh, we just played Diana Ross. I'm coming out. I think Benny can also find love child. The reason I'm bringing this up is I went from a generation of being grown up and, you know, some some family members that came from a very traditional post-war. This is how you do it. And then what happened? Wait a minute. The 60s. And I think about this for a minute because I'm listening to you and I'm (laughs) and I'm thinking about what it was like to be a very early teen person during these times and then to grow up during these times and be part of the Woodstockers of the world. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, we are repeating that, but we're just not calling it like it is. We almost have this stigmatized 
assessment of what it means to love. And that's what I want to talk about when we come back, because this notion of having shame in our lives for loving, it's just a little bit bizarre. Yet I understand that how we behave in these relationships, and that's why you're calling it navigating, because you're the person that helps people navigate, right? I mean, clearly in the 60s, we were just crazy. There's just no other way to talk about it. Now we've learned a lot more on what it means to love and who we affect by our love and how we affect ourselves. When we come back, Una is going to take us through that. This is like a navigating uh, on steroids because I, I can't even believe, Una, you're taking this conversation on. It is one of the most important ones we have in the day and age we live in. And one other non-traditional relationship I'm going to mention, we're going to talk about when we come back, the digital ones, <laughs> the digital relationships. You all out there that are tweeting, that are online, that are doing like all these other like things, relationships, and you're in some of these relationships. We're also talking about you. When we come back, Una's going to take on human needs, relationships that serve those needs. We'll be right back. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Join Jennifer Noel Taylor on the hit show Quantum Touch Radio, supercharging your life on transformationtalkradio.com. You'll take a quantum journey as we reveal powerful yet simple steps to create more abundance, better health, emotional and mental vibrancy, and happier relationships using universal quantum touch principles. For more information, visit JenniferNoelTaylor.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Practice living in wholeness and achieve fulfillment in your life with your body in full service to you. Sign up for the Body Tune-Up. Six online classes designed for radical self-healing and self-regeneration. Go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Evolve. Become a practitioner now. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe put someone here to talk to? Someone God? 
gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1-800-323-1790. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking a little bit about growing up in this generation. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm here with Una Drake. Today, we're talking about navigating non-traditional relationships. For those of you out there, you have a question for Una, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. So listen, relationships are not one size fits all. If you've had trouble finding the right match, you may need to look outside the box. That's what Una is talking about today. And But going into uncharted territory can bring unseen danger, dangers as well as rich rewards. The unseen dangers that I mentioned before is growing up through a generation of time where not only did we not understand the rules, we didn't want to have any rules, even rules of character. And, you know, I don't talk about that very often, but I would say that that period in time didn't last very long. As a matter of fact, it's like a blur. You know, when you think about talking about the 60s and you talk about, you know, generations of today, they are very familiar with uh, polygamy polygamy or uh, polyandry or whatever the terms are. You know, we say gay and lesbian today. It's like, so what? Right. But yet those rights are being challenged. Then we talk about age, age gap relationships. And I got to say, I got to give a little shout out to Demi Moore. Let's give her a little shout out for busting that door open. Then we talk about open relationships, right, Una? And we're going to talk about that more. But the point is this. There are ways and there are things to know if you're going to step out. And that's where you come in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I I have definitely helped clients through some of these conversations and some of these figuring this stuff out. It's it's about uh, clarity, frankly, and um and yeah, you're right. I I think a lot of people uh, the only experience they have around you know maybe some of say polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. or kind of free love relationships comes from maybe the 1960s or 70s and. In, it's still today. A lot of a lot of times, these things are not handled very well. It can be very difficult to to handle them well. And you know, I've I've heard it said that sometimes the free love movement was better for men than for women. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of women were left with um, you know unplanned pregnancies that then you know they weren't given the support that they needed to raise the children or. Or, you know, just uh, it can be it's a can can be a lot easier for a man to walk away from that than than a woman. Um, 
and uh, you know, or some people are left with, um, say, diseases, you know, um, sexually transmitted diseases or other situations that are not mm-hmm. not ideal. And certainly, you know, you're going to get less of that with, um, you know, maybe a, a traditional person would say, well, the, that's why we have, you know, one man, one woman, marriage, you stay married until you die, da 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 and certainly, yeah, that model works for a lot of people. But if you know that that model doesn't work for you and you you are you want to try out, you know, a non-traditional relationship, because I, I believe, you know, as I stated before, I believe everyone deserves love and connection and a, a traditional relationship is not going to work. It's not going to check those boxes for everybody. And um, I believe it's, you know, some people the right fit is a non-traditional relationship. Maybe it is polyamory, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for example, uh, or ethical non-monogamy. Um, that it can be navigated, but it has to be navigated with one's eyes open. And you have to acknowledge the dangers. And there has to be, in general, a lot of communication between all the parties involved. Otherwise, you're stepping into a minefield. So, um, yeah, uh, what, uh, what direction should I be going on this? Uh, I mean, uh, um, well, I think the direction is, you know, to talk about human needs, cause that's really, you know, that's, that's where we are. It's like, yeah. what are the human needs and the relationships that serve those needs? Because I think what we're talking about is an evolution, so to speak. Uh, you know, some people, Luna say that, uh, it's very different in other countries. You know, my Italian relatives, they have a whole different they have a whole different deal on on the conversation about this. You know, my friends in France, they have a whole different conversation uh, on this as well. Um, But I think today we're talking about the United States. So I just want to be clear. And you said earlier that things vary across cultures. So first of all, you know, if you're in Saudi Arabia and you're gay, you will be castrated. So there are a whole lot of things that we can't address in today's show. But if we look at the United States, we're looking at changes. We're looking at trends. Some people might say what's happened is there's been a movement to go to a place of not having sex until you're married. And that is supported, as you said, by a community of people that serve those needs. And so, you know, my my Christian friends are very clear about that and get enormous support from the Christian community. And and we have to look at that and honor that. I mean, people have found their tribes, right? Mm-hmm. They found the tribes. And I think today, one of the things you're talking about are what are the human needs, right? Yeah. And based on the human needs, what are the possibilities, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Because, so, so let's just co- talk about what are some human needs. Yeah. Well, a basic human needs. Humans need emotional support and connection. We need stability and and community. And a lot of times, our stability needs are met through you know through stable functioning communities. Uh, most of us need some physical help and support from time to time. You know. Uh. You know we get sick. We want someone to take care of us or to, you know, that we can call on, um, sex and physical touch are basic human needs. 
Uh, also, you know, when when someone has a kid, you know, child rearing help is very important. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know that there are heroic single parents who who go it alone, so to speak, but almost everybody, you know, takes a village to raise a child. I mean, that that's a saying, but um, in general, it's almost impossible to do it completely on your own, you know. Um, it's nice to have help. <laughs> uh, and we also have needs for variety. So, you know, we talked about stability and community, but, you know, variety, uh, that's not just sexual variety, but just, you know, a variation, you know, new new things coming into our sphere. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty basic human need. Um, and, uh, you know, so the needs that, that we seek to fulfill through our relationships, you know, different people, you know, some of their, their needs are different, you know, they can vary from person to person and over like a lifespan, you know, for some, for someone who's actively in their child rearing, you know, phase of their life, say like a woman, you know, you know, a woman is only has, is going to be able to have kids for a certain period of her life. When she's older, that's not as much of a part of her life. Maybe she wants to help take care of other people's children or something like that, or maybe she doesn't have kids. But, um, you know, basically what we focus on and what our, some of our needs are can vary over our lifespan. So it's important to understand those needs and understand um, what we want from our community and from our relationships. And then once we really have a good understanding of what those are, it's much easier to look for them and to ask for what we really need. So, um, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, a, a traditional relationship, those tra- traditional model can be very good for providing stability for raising children, for example, you know? Um, so if like a, a functioning one woman, one man relationship works over the long haul, that can be great for raising children, even supporting grandchildren and so on. Um, however, I, I would say that even relying too heavily on a nuclear family like that can be a mistake because mm-hmm. I think it does take a village to raise a child and a village is more than just a man, uh, you know, a mm-hmm. mom and dad um, or two moms and or two dads. You know, I mean, I think um, it it does require a greater, a larger community, a tribe. Yeah. And yeah. Because uh, I, I think it's in our culture, we've made the mistake of looking to uh, like a, a single relationship to provide what used to be provided. Say like I'm talking about in some sense an ideal an idyllic past. But, you know, now we're seeking like a partner, a single partner to be our best friend, to be our lover over decades, you know, like our entire lifespan. And um to, you know, be our our support system yeah. when we're down, to be the person who takes care of us when we're sick, to to fulfill all of these functions that in reality, and especially in our historic past, were these are functions to fulfill our human needs that were provided by multiple people in a greater community, in a tribe, in a yeah. village. And since we tend to be kind of isolated in in many cases in our current culture and our current world, um, 
this is, it's just, it's unfortunate because uh, I think it's unrealistic to think that all of those needs are going to be served Mm -hmm. by a single relationship. In most cases, that's just, it's asking too much, frankly. It's a lot. It's a lot. And and as such, we have complete addiction to social media. I mean, you know, we know now the science is out. The studies are out. Everything has been released. You know, we now know that there are later studies. The latest study, I think it was about a week ago on they don't even call them non-traditional relationships. I was reading a book called Chaos of Love. And, you know, what we're now saying is that we have a need. We have a desire to connect. And in the digital world we live in, where it's not like you're going to have a block party uh, every summer, people are looking for ways. When we come back, how do we own and negotiate these needs? How do we do it in private? How do we do it in public? We're going to take a short break. Una, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and about the work that you're doing? They should go to my website, unadrake.com, U-N-A-D-R-A-K-E.com. And uh, you can read more about me. You can email me directly through the website. Um, my email, if you don't want to go to my website, is una uh-huh. unadrake.com. Uh, just go ahead, shoot me, shoot me a message, um, get in touch. I'd love to talk with you. We're going to take a short break. We come back. Uh, uh, Una's also going to talk with us about how she uses Tarot in the work that she does as well. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Tune in to E3 Influence Radio. Own your impact. Master your world. In this new hit show, Sarah Luce, empowerment coach and spiritual mentor, teaches us how to achieve our greatest potential to positively affect everything and everyone. The time is now to enlighten our minds, empower our hearts, and take energized action to raise the consciousness of our planet. Sarah shows us how with simple, easy-to-implement steps. To find out more about Sarah Luce and her E3 Influence program, visit sarahluce.com. What is holding you back from living the life you are meant to live? Why is it vital to believe in something bigger than yourself? Are you in physical or emotional pain? Tune in monthly to Vibrant Purposeful Living. Awaken the vibrant life within you with Lou Paradise and Dr. Pat on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Lou's passion is to help everyone experience positive solutions for life. Find out more about Lou with Vibrant Purposeful Living at LouParadise.com. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik has a special gift for everyone out there. To receive three chapters of the Knowledge Book as a special gift, send your email to mmjp99 at gmail.com. That's M as in Mary, M as in Mary, JP99 at gmail.com now to receive this fabulous, fabulous gift of the Knowledge Book. Do you believe you are meant to live with more joy, but you're just not sure how to get it? What does the phrase, give me the joy, make you feel? Join me, Lynn Horde, every second and fourth Thursday, 9am Pacific, 12pm Eastern, on the Give Me the Joy Show, as I take you on a journey to peel back the layers so you can take back your joy. To find out more about my work as the Joy Coach, including my popular programs, Joy School and Joy at Work, visit lynnhorde.com. Hi, I'm Barbara Scheidegger, clinical hypnotherapist and founder of Swiss Hypnotherapy. And this is a tip with purpose. So here it is. You tell yourself again, I cannot lose weight. Let's reverse that. Tell yourself, I'm going to dump my weight. My weight is melting while I'm eating these things, the good things. And feel and see yourself shrinking getting smaller and smaller. Enjoy the food you're eating. And when you put the food in your mouth, taste it, savor it. How do you feel? And swallow it slowly, comfortably and easy and tell yourself, this is good for me. I am dumping my weight or I'm melting my pounds. Tell yourself, yes, I can. Positive action can only bring positive results. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, listen, I, I'm, we got Una. Una's in the house, right? And so before we go ahead, Una, this is about your juicy love. I mean, this is your wheelhouse, the work that you do. I mean, you look at relationships, and most of them are not a one-size-fits-all, but some of them are. Uh, please let folks know, again, how to find out more about you. And the question also, too, is you use various modalities to work with people. One of them is Tarot. So please tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love tarot, and um, a, a lot of times people seek out readings about relationships. You know, uh, sometimes um, getting a reading can offer insight and just a little bit of advice uh, on um, on anything in your life, really. But uh, it can be particularly good for. Uh, navigating relationships, especially um, if you're just not sure where things stand or if you want uh, to know, say, like what direction you should go in or if a particular thing that you're thinking of would be a fruitful direction to go to find a relationship that is going to work for you or to find the relationship that you're looking for. Um, I remember when I first started dating um, the man who's I've been with for years, um, my partner, Joe. And uh, I remember pulling three cards. I, I wasn't sure. You know, we'd just been on a few dates, and I wasn't sure where things were going. And things were still sort of in the air with one or two other pers- 
perspective people. And um, I pulled cards on those various relationships. And the cards that, that came with Joe were all extremely positive and interesting. And it really, it, it, uh, I mean, I, my, my heart was already open there and, and I, you know, already liked him, but it, it made me say, Hey, keep your eyes open here. There's, there could be more to this than you are seeing initially, you know? And, um, uh, and, and with some other ones, it was like, uh, you know, this maybe may, you might be at the end of the road on, mm-hmm. on this. You might want to close this down. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a. Uh, it, they can be useful. They can be uh, readings can be useful in uh, not only just predicting the future, but also uh, many times on um, giving little pieces of advice on what um, on how to take things and and where to um, where the other person is, where you are, and uh, you know, say is the best is the best thing to bend in this situation to bend and compromise or to hold your ground or to look for maybe an alternate solution that you don't see right now. Should you wait to take action? Should you act immediately? Uh, all those things can be, um, you can get advice from a tarot reading. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because, um, um, we don't, first of all, Everything is energy, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we know that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, there may be some people out there that are like, no, 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 no. I don't even understand what you mean <laughs> about everything is energy. And, and I had to learn about everything is energy. And what we're talking today about is energy. And so, you know, sometimes we bring in other tools we have. And by the way, uh, you were going to give away a mini tarot, right, today? Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, five mini tarot. Well, let's start with one. I like to do that. Let's start oh, okay. with one because we're going to get busy. We're going to get Betty going. Uh, look, first caller, we'd love to give you a mini tarot from Uno Drake. Uh, 1-800-930-2819. one 930 You know, this is more, this is a more important conversation than I think many people think. And the reason I say, let me give you a couple of examples, and then I love to get your feedback on them. Sure. For example, I had a friend of mine say to me, <laughs> I don't know how to put this, but just give you the story. Just be blunt about this. Uh, it's a fr- she doesn't listen to the radio show, but uh, here's the deal. Said to me, guess what? I don't get it. She said, we have had to fight for the right to be married, uh, and I'm not going to say this is a gay couple, right to be married for decades. Mm-hmm. Now we get married, and my partner wants to explore uh, open relationships. Mm-hmm. Why did we get married? And I just I looked and I said, you know, Welcome to the world of marriage that people that have been married for like, I don't know, like how long, how many hundreds of years. It's the same question. And I was uh, telling you about the fact that this is a question and, and a conversation that doesn't matter if you're gay, doesn't matter if you're straight, doesn't matter if you're married or not married. This is about what you said earlier. 
it's about relationships and people looking for where they belong. Now, unlike growing up in the 60s, and this is where you come in, there are some guidelines that we need to know, right? Some of the questions are like, have you ever considered what it'd be like to live in a world where everyone can be in love with everyone else, including yourself, without jealousy, fear, and insecurity? And I got that from a website in an article. And Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, uh, I can't even comprehend that. What do you think, Oda? I think it's wonderful. And I think it's having that conversation, you know? Um, And, you know... Polyamorous relationships can be very challenging emotionally, um, but they are they are the right fit for for some people. And um, I, I'm not saying it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Uh, but for some people, it's a it is the option that works. But like you said, in order for in order for people to in those situations to avoid getting hurt themselves or hurting other people, there is a lot of, uh, a lot of negotiation in general that, that needs to happen. And generally um, uh, polyamorous relationships in particular require a level of consciousness around the relationship that most people are not familiar with and that most people, they, it can be very confronting in those situations. And I'm speaking as someone who I've been in two polyamorous relationships. And for me, I'm not saying I would never, ever go there again necessarily, but uh, in general, it was just more trouble than it was worth. And, um, you know, for, for me personally, because it is challenging, it is confronting, it is time consuming if you want to get into it, you know, navigating schedules and stuff like that. But, um, so, but I, I do help clients with, uh, you know, navigating polyamorous relationships, other types of non-traditional relationships, if that's what they know that they want to explore, you know, if that's what is going to work for them. And I've, I know many people who are, who are polyamorous and uh, this is where I'm getting my information, I guess, you know, it's not just like purely theoretical. Um, and uh, but I think that these are really, really important conversations to have, because I think that the conversations that come up in, say, people exploring polyamory, living polyamory for decades, those are conversations that can apply to anyone, because the, the, the level of consciousness and conscientiousness that you need to bring there um, is really uh, fabulous for anyone in any relationship because you have to really understand your own needs. You have to really understand and be able to articulate your own wants. Um, You have to be very um, open in, in being able to express. You have to be very accountable because uh, you know, for example, if you are in an open relationship and you are, um, say a condom breaks, for example, you know, that doesn't just affect you and the person that you were just with. It could affect your other partners. It could affect their other partners. You know, there's, there's a lot to be considered. There's a lot, uh, there's a lot of, um, a lot of negotiation, for example, does that 
Make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think that what we're talking about is uh, indirect contrast um, um, to what I explained about the 60s. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Where, where, uh, honestly, we weren't with the we weren't at the place of having the knowledge we have now about, first of all, sexually transmitted diseases, number one. Uh, none of that. We didn't have any of that. And by the way, um, it really wasn't on anybody's plate to really think about it. You see, so there was a sense of ignorance at that time. And ignorance is something where you don't know. You just don't know. You know, you don't have the knowledge. See, we're a lot smarter now. We know about the implications of our behavior now. The question is, are we going to own it and then learn about it and understand that agreement and boundaries need to be clear, respected, and honored. Mm-hmm. That's what we're talking about today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And boundaries being clearly expressed and honored is applicable in any relationship, you know? <laughs> That's good anywhere. Um, but I, I really I really love um, the conversations that, that have... Um, I see come out of the, uh, say, polyamorous field, you know, that tribe, so to speak, um, because these are people in many cases that have spent decades, decades uh, going through these situations and having these conversations and exploring these types of non-traditional relationships and making them really work, even over, like I said, decades. And that's like spanning different phases of life. There are people who have, you know, pioneered, say, raising children in polyamorous type relationships um, or with, you know, many multiple partners. Or uh, there are people who have um, explored, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. forms of, say, uh, you know, jealousy. I mean, jealousy is one of the things that, first of all, in a in many you know polyamorous type situations. Well, I mean, let's talk that, about jealousy. Let let's stop here for a minute. And talk sure. About this because you you know this is something you hit on that I, I don't think we're talking about enough. But you know, look, I'm not in your line of work. You're the person that has to really help people navigate through some very very rough waters around this. But jealousy, I, we got to talk about that because while on paper, right, Una. While on paper, these non-traditional relationships look like a big yes, a big checkbox in the yes column. Sure. Unless they talk to you and really understand, are you the type of person that can truly entertain this? Are you really that? And they work with you to explore that. They could be jumping off a cliff here when it comes to jealousy, boy. A lot of people don't realize how much it's going to affect them, you know, frankly. Uh, And I think a lot of us uh, don't understand. um, You don't know how fragile you are until like the person that you love or that you're connected with is, you know, actively going on a date or, you know, exploring a relationship with another person that can be very they can be more confronting than than you think it's going to be. You know, at least that's how that's how it was for me. I know that it is for a lot of people. Other people, honestly, don't have any or very little trouble with it. So there, so there is a range, but most people find it. Um, 
I think a lot of people is common to find it very confronting, very triggering even. And it, it really can um, pull up insecurities that I think most, well, I'll just speak, I'll speak from my personal experience because I can. <laughs> I know that this applies. Um, you know, for me, I, um, I didn't even realize the level of kind of insecurity you could say that I had or the, the emotions that were going to come up until I was actually in that situation. And then I realized, ooh, this does not feel good at all. I know, and one um, one kind of rule, I guess, or you know, a request that I made and it was honored is that uh, I wanted my, my partner at the time to always call me at and check in after he went on a date. And uh, that was something that helped allay my fears and helped just help me feel better, you know? And so I, but I had to really work through that. I had to first confront, oh, I am feeling really jealous and really bad. I'm feeling inadequate or I have fears that I might be inadequate. What if he likes this other person better or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I had to confront the negative feelings, like feeling bad, my, the triggering that came up, the, um, you know, all the, the emotions, um, you know, wanting to reach out, but also not wanting to appear desperate, you know, all this stuff is, is pretty normal, but it doesn't feel good in the moment. And then I had to say, okay, what would help me feel better? First of all, I, and then I had to had that, have that conversation with him, which was not an easy conversation to have. It was not easy for me to admit like how vulnerable I felt in that situation um, and it was, it's not what I wanted to be feeling. It's not what I wanted to be having to express at that moment, but it's what was going on. So mm -hmm. I had to, you know, I mean, so, I mean, yeah. I did, I had the courage to step forward and do it. I guess I didn't have to, but mm -hmm. it would have just created drama, more drama if I hadn't, you know? <laughs> so, um, so these are, so then I had to make the request, you know, yeah, I think what would help me feel better is if you called me directly afterwards so that we could reconnect and I could be assured that, you know, we were still on good ground, mm -hmm. you know, and it sounds maybe sounds simple in retrospect, but it was a process. It was a process to, to go there. And, um, there were some emotional challenges, you know, yeah. in, in that process. And yeah. I think, and that's just like one little instance, yeah. you know, yeah. you can think that this could be multiplied by almost an infinity of, mm -hmm. of uh, you know, permutations and yeah. things like this come across. But it requires a deep, deep, deep degree of honesty, honesty, oh, yeah. and being willing to be vulnerable and honest with yeah. other people. And that's absolutely that most people in most relationships never really have to face to that level. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love about what you're sharing and thank you so much for doing that is that clarity is important. Um, and one, yeah. <laughs> and one of the doorways to clarity is communication. And, you know, I've often, you know, worked with couples that, First of all, they're extremely difficult situation communicating about who pays the rent. And so if if you don't have a uh, some sort of relationship in your couple experience 
where you know how to communicate and communicate well, then you're not going to be able to check that box off as you explore something like this, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, look, poly isn't for everyone, and and it is for some. You know, for some, it's the only way to go. And so we know that. Um, But what we're talking about is consent of all involved uh, and, you know, the consent of all involved, which really has to guarantee personal empowerment. You know, it's got to be that Uh, self-care and then also connection with others. So clearly, if if you're going to embark on something like that, what we're talking about is for people to call you, get educated, get informed and learn how to navigate. Yeah. And and the situations are different for different people. So that's why, you know, say you're listening to the show, you want to call me, I can help you navigate your particular situation because you can read online and you can get articles and advice and those are great. But if you want to work with me, I can help you navigate your particular, particular situation. And everyone is a little bit different, a little bit. That's right. Yeah. 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 Everybody is different. Um, And most importantly, um, this is your area of expertise. Una, thank you for today. Uh, Please let folks know how they can find out more about you, what they can schedule time to do with you, all of the above, please. Yeah, um, you can reach me at you can go to my website, unadrake.com, U-N-A-D-R-A-K-E.com. Uh, you can email me through the site or directly at una at unadrake.com. I'm available for relationship coaching, um, and I specialize in dating coaching, but I can help with all aspects of relationships. Uh, and I also do metaphysical work, you know, so tarot reading, of course. I do uh, energy healing and shamanic work as well. So if that is something that you're interested in, that can be supporting that, that kind of work. The, especially energy healing and shamanic work can help you in healing so that you can have the type of relationship that you really want. Uh, you know, a lot of times we carry wounds from the past that can get in the way of us being able to express our truth or to be vulnerable with a partner and a lot of times we need healing i know i've needed healing in my life yeah and have the kind of relationship that i have today um it is a process and it's okay to ask for help and i'm here if you want to do that i love it una drake everybody uh and remember you can find lots more information about her on her website also, reach out to her. Have a have a consultation, right, Una? People can call you for a consultation. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, email me if you want a free consultation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and- all of the above, everyone. Thank you so much for this because this is this is not one of those conversations or topic where we have straight lines. You know, everything is very clear. You go from point A to point B, and that's why anybody that's even thinking of entertaining. Any kind of, uh, uh, you know, poly relationship needs to have a conversation with you to discover what the C's look like. Thank you, Una. Thank you for today. Thank you, Dr. Pratt. You've been listening to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake. Tune in each month as Dr. Pat and I co-host together 
creating juicy conversations. And every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. I interview amazing guests and you'll learn how to transform your relationships so you can stay juicy. To learn more about me or to listen to past shows, visit my website at unadrake.com.